I always love those stories of someone logically defeating someone like that. That's a... right. They thought they had it made. Oh, Dennis, mercy. How is your day yeah. doing? You say there's a storm brewing during this happy there hour? Is a black, there's a black cloudy version of the sky moving possibly our way. It's often not the fact that, it, that it's moving your way. It's big and black and moving, but it may go right past you. Right. But the juxtaposition of that dark cloud with the brand new astounding white flowers of the dogwoods which have all bloomed yes me, all six of them is quite the sight so it's warm it's rainy and in the 70s yeah you're and in a t-shirt I got to work in shirt sleeves today and it's some preparatory work for a construction project my son and i are doing sounds more like june and then. it was just pleasant to be able to have decent weather and walk outside without a coat and just huh, i could just put on my shoes and go what there's nothing to scrape there's nothing to move <laughs> there's not big coats and gloves and hats and all sorts of shit that you got to find and keep handy and dry and it's just like, oh man i like this yeah it's almost like people that live in the tropics like they walk out the door with no other thoughts just yeah we go outside just walk out and go it's we know it might rain but so yeah. what right warm, still warm so anyway that's pleasant that's pleasant very nice, very nice. Have you have you done any of your homework? I have watched most of the first episode of Beartown. Oh, most of the first episode. Yes. It's only an hour. You are pressed for time. Yes. And the new Pope? I don't know. I'm not finding the draw there. I don't know if it's... like How many are I, you into it? I'm like three or four into it, I think. But it's just not... Uh, so is the young Pope awoken yet? No, does that happen? Because that's going to be... Like, I feel like I miss Jude. Hey, Jude. Well, what do you think he's doing when he's laying there? He's breathing a certain way, moving his... Did you not see him move his finger yeah. and do two things simultaneously? Did you see him do that? I saw the finger move. What did he do? What did he do? What happened simultaneously at the same exact moment? Two I, things. I've forgotten. You've forgotten or you never knew? Is there a difference? Yes. But from my vantage yes. point in the future, they they seem similar. So you remember the, what's her name? Not, it's Ethel. Yeah. Is it Ethel? The blood lady. Yes. Who strangles the old woman. You know what she's doing with the old woman? Is she doing a striptease for the special need children? No. I would have remembered that. Oh. Oh. Okay. Then you don't know what he did when he lifted his finger. Okay. Okay, never there were two that. things. You don't know this. So here's the thing that you need to understand, because now I, I know what your, what your challenge is. Everything in the first three or four episodes, I think the first three certainly, yeah. is all preparatory to the dilemma of there being two living popes uh, and the friction that occurs between the two of them and how they each decide to handle the same exact... Okay, now I'm more interested. And there was, as Guterres says in one of the episodes that you haven't seen, after the young pope wakes up, he's speaking to the press secretary, Sophia, and he looks at her and he said, I always knew this would happen. Character, and, I think. His character was the driver of, and, you know, Malkovich is, you, is a, a hell of an actor, but this particular character is sleepy to me. What? Sleepy. Sleepy. Not, Here, it's kind of creepy. And what it appears in the first few episodes of him being obviously a spoiled aristocrat who lives in an aristocrat hell where his parents don't love him and his 
brother died of reasons that you know he was involved in, but you don't know why. Aristocrat I Hill. won't spoil I it you to that. But that image of him and his remarks during the first discussions with people that he did not think of himself other than much of a victim and not worthy of any right. particular regard. As, but then, as but, we see with this, yeah, sorry, with this show, interested in it. where any time someone that isn't interested in, in becoming Pope is given that, they realize, holy shit, I am driving the truck now. I can Except do whatever. in this series, obviously, who becomes the Pope is all done perhaps even independent of who that Pope is going to be. Right. Which is what happened with the, the confessor, Pope Francis, who became Pope Francis II. So what is, what in your latest episode, what's become of Francis II? What is he doing? And I can gauge where you're at in this. The, success, the successor has already died, and they've gone and found... Francis II has already died? Yeah, and they've gone and... Because we didn't see Malkovich until that happened. And Because that was, but, this episode had no Malkovich in it. Did you see like, Jude Malkovich? Law? Did you see uh, the young Pope at, at the same moment that the camera was showing you the death of Francis II, what was what was the young Pope doing? I don't recall. I th there was, at some point finger. there was a finger twitch. He was twitching his that finger. That might have been it. So he was, he's the puppet master. The, the, well, puppet, the puppet master. It's for you, it's for you to decide and to uncover in future episodes, but the fact is, <laughs> All right, uh, lifting fine, I'll go back finger to in the death of, right. So, well, and you will be happy you did because you are going to be astounded at the last episode. Okay. You're going to be astounded. I want to be astounded. So, how do you say that in Spanish? What? How do you say that in Spanish? You'll be astounded. Estaré sorprendido. I don't know exactly astounded, but surprised. Sorprendido. Sorprendido. Yes. Oh, and as we sit here, the oak trees. Think. No, they're not the oak. They are maple trees are starting to bud, too. So even as we sit here, I've noticed in the last hour those buds opening and getting greener against, again, in the backdrop of these beautiful white dogwood. You can post one of those, eh? I don't know if how many of those I sent you, but... You sent me one, but it was like 700 megabytes, which is why I ran out of space on Google Mail, because you keep sending me these enormous images. And <laughs> Google Mail tells me Maybe I've ranted about this before, but Google Mail tells me, you're out of space. Come pay for more space. And I go, and it, they say, look, if you give us $2 a month, we will give you, like, 50 times more space than you have, which is enough for a long time. And so I go, and I say, sure, fine, pay. And they say, oh, there was an error that happened, an unknown error during the transaction. Sorry, try again later. And I've tried 50 fucking times. Oh and no! In different browsers, and it will they will not. And take they money. won't. They won't take my money. And there's no customer service call to make. Nah, no customer service for a free service, no. So it's just. So I've had to go back and delete some of those gorgeous photos you sent me of fish and sheds and shit, just to oh, lost the posterity. Yeah, we've described them well, eloquently on this here program. Uh, so, how is your truck? Ah, the sack of the truck. Funny you should ask. Not but an hour ago, I reserve, received a call from John who said, Dennis, your truck won't be available to be looked at tomorrow after all. In fact, it'll be detailed on Saturday and you can come Monday. And I said, Monday's a problem. How about Tuesday it is? I said, let me get this straight. Nobody else can buy that truck besides me. That's right. 
that truck has a, a warranty on it, an unusual factor for a used truck of any kind from any anybody. Sure. Three months, 70,000 miles. Yep. And you're doing a 116-point checkup on this truck, and I get a report that shows those 116 points. That's right. points, I think. I think so. What? I'm going to say not 117. You couldn't add like one more. I Look, mean, let's get up to 120, whatever. and then we'll talk. Yeah. But anyway, maybe they found the number 116 is means something to people. I mean, it sounds like a lot to me. That's for sure. But that's in addition to the auto facts report that shows every activity that this truck has had since it was made and bought. The first owner, every oil change. The second owner wow. is the dealership. One guy owned it, meticulous record, used a Honda or a, a Toyota place to do the work. Nice. Nothing wrong with the truck, regular checkups. So I have all the data I need. In fact, I'm so optimistic about purchasing the vehicle that I'm getting a ride to go get it. It's an hour away. Ooh, that's how And I will borrow it for the day, take it to my man down at Auto Kim at Kalamazoo, the best damn auto service station in Kalamazoo. What's his name? Uh, drop it off there. Chad or Chad or something? Huh? Chad. What's your name? His what's name? Your, yeah. Greg. 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 Yes. I knew it Greg was a... Auto uh, Kim. I knew it was a caveman sort of a uh, grunt. Greg. It wasn't like Bartholomew or something. <laughs> Bart. 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 Anyway, and he'll be done reviewing it and give me the thumbs up or thumbs down by 2, 3 o'clock. And I hope it's thumbs up. And then I drive the truck there and I buy it and I turn around and I come home. Nice. But plan B, the missus is ready to come get me. All right. It ain't going to be. It ain't going to be. Yeah. And I'm open to the possibility. But in all the years that I've been buying and selling used vehicles, this is... A resounding amount of positive data right you know you're optimistic exactly cautiously optimistic as they say i would say cautiously optimistic and i'm saying i would exercising due diligence on a choice of some enormous financial responsibility you're, you're such a good adult i'm a citizen of this country of ours is a great country me and hillary have always liked everything that's always happened to us i yeah, we've been going through some, as you know, we've been renovating this second apartment that will eventually be yes. Happy Hour headquarters. Are your in-laws still there, in it? They, they're still with us, but they're not over there. They're, like, we, we bought this other apartment to have more room for when we have guests, but they're sleeping in the kids' room like they always have, which is weird. But, they miss them. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But we've been putting on the final touches, and little by little, we're getting there. It, we've got two other things that have, need to happen before that we can get the, the painter to come in and put in really the final touch, and then it's going to be good to go. But it's been so we've been having to collect all of these all of these expenses because when we bought the place, we were given a tax cut if we promised to spend fifteen thousand on renovating. Yeah, and so we've been collecting all of this all this all of these expenses that we've been paying to show to then turn it to the to the government to prove within a year of having purchased it that we have put in all this money. And it's been complicated because it turns out and we are new at this, turns out that a lot of the stuff we needed like documentation of permits before we actually did the work. And we've already yeah, done the work, yeah. and now we're asking for permits yeah, for work yeah. that we've already done. And, so I could have uh, told you that. Yeah. And so that's a little bit awkward. And there was one thing where they required it to be one color, but we did it in another color. And so we have to throw out that expense as one of our expenses because we can't justify. Oh, no. But anyway, yeah. we're we're working through it, and we're spending so much damage. So your tax credit is how much? You, you, you save the taxes on the 50 k 
or you don't pay taxes on the property? No, we got a tax cut of, I don't know exactly, but we'll say we got a tax cut of 10K with the promise of spending 15K to yeah, yeah, pay yeah. better. 20 something, cents on a dollar. Something yeah. like that. So it's been, it's been, uh, anyway, put your paperwork. And we had a, a historic tax credit on our property a couple properties ago that if we spent $25,000 on historically approved improvements, 100% of it became uh, representative of your tax bill. So it wasn't 20 cents on a dollar. You saved $25,000 in taxes. It ended up a tax credit that eliminated my tax burden for a couple of years. Nice. That's how incentivized it was. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, I had to go through a commission and at one point, everything passed, and I sent him a picture of my renovated kitchen, and the, the dude says, so I noticed in your before picture that off to the right of where the stove is, there was a little door. What was that door, and where is it now? And I wrote him back, and I said it actually was an old milk box. It opens to the outside of the house, but since it was installed, they since have used it as a place to conduit two very large pipes which uh, was perfect that they needed to go in from the basement and go up to the second floor. So it's full of pipes and dysfunctional. And so I covered it up. You can't use it. And it was a wooden door, nondescript. And uh, they gave me shit about it. it was That's like, a you know, historic door, Dennis. It was a historic opening. And I understand their point, but I was tiling it. How are the hobbits supposed to get in and out? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't. I, it was actually a dumb move on my part. I should have known better. But the thing that also was that I bought a uh, Circa... 1920 screen door look in a in a, a plastic or you know vinyl new door so not only did it have that design that was necessary to be in line with the house but it was also a good door new technology they rejected it i had to take the door off and i had to find a wooden door that it's was new technology from within historic. 20 years of when the house was built so i went down to the Jeez. wonderful heritage recovery renaissance materials place called heritage ELD door store. The Heritage, let's see, THC. The Heritage Center? I don't know. And they sold me a door, Circa. And I had to give it, sand, spray wash it, then let it dry it, and sand it, then Just to conform it, with these, it. your house Just needs to, to look historic. Otherwise, the whole $25,000 project was kaput. You had, you, it wasn't negotiable. They could have said, you have to tear that little, we want that door in there. That's important to us. And I would have had to comply or lost the whole thing. But that actually was such an expensive correction that I, they gave me a break. It would be one way to think of it. The door, on the other hand, was just unacceptable to them. Just the idea of a vinyl door on a 1910 house was abhorrent to them. This whole, you know, all the, it's, it makes people want to not live in these historic areas if, well, if there's any restrictions. That. Remember, this was a tax credit. You could live in the neighborhood and put on a vinyl door, and you would be fine with the local historic commission. They can't right. tell you anything about it. You can cover it. the whole place in Kevlar. So don't conflate the two. Okay. Now, your point, though, is what what is the level of encouragement, incentive, or, or punishment for living in a historic neighborhood, particularly if that historic neighborhood was something that the city wanted to see improved, like they did with this historic tax credit. And then it becomes... I mean, I guess tax credits are the way to incentivize the citizens. Yeah, without a doubt. So it doesn't. I, I don't it know. costs you revenue. It doesn't cost you expenditure. Right. Indirectly, obviously, it does. But it's right, an easier. Two sides of the same coin. Particularly if the year in question 
where, hey, we want to give a tax credit for the next two years. We suggest that 10% of the new housing will be in historic areas. It's 20, 20 houses. And what we'll end up eating by way of revenue is X amount, $500,000. But our projected growth over that two years is 12%. Therefore, instead of growing by 12%, we'll grow by 11.6%. Right. That's and just the way that you sell the shit. And tax credits are like... Or like coupons or gift yeah. certificates, where a, a given store Coupon. is gonna let's use gift certificates. If, if you have a if you have a, a department store, and you sell gift certificates, so someone can come in and give you a hundred dollars and get a thing that's worth a hundred dollars to then give to a friend. So it's like giving the person money, but not really, because the store knows that only sixty percent of these things are ever gonna actually be cashed in. So it's just money for them, and it's not. Giving giving you something that you can only spend in my store is not the same as losing money. So that makes... You're right. In other words, if you have the cash, you can do anything with it. Right. But what they're giving you a credit for. But here's the thing. If I don't pay $25,000 in taxes instead, guess how much extra money I have in my pocket to do anything I want with? Just Precies. guess. Precies move. Oh, my God. Do you hear the storm blowing? Oh, wait. I got a, We got an emergency here. Hang on. Okay. And this is house is being lifted off of the foundation right now. It's blowing around. There's a witch in a bicycle. It seems to be blowing around. Dennis, come back. She was blowing right in the house. So, you were just your house was lifted and taken off to Oz. <laughs> the fact that you're wearing a big white t-shirt. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, I've still never done there. that thing of watching the Wizard of Oz, listening to uh, Dark Side of the Moon or whatever it is, or, or the Wall. Oh yeah, one one of those. Yeah, I don't. I haven't either. Albums. You turn the the sound off the television altogether. Yeah, that's the idea. Is yeah. you start them at the same time. There, someone must. There must be some video out there on YouTube where someone has done that work for you and synced it up perfectly so you could just watch it. But right. I've never found the time to do, to do that. So we've exchanged a few interesting tidbits of info over the past couple of days. Yes. Let's go to the file cabinet and see what the is... The file cabinet. The file cabinet section of the show. The happy now. hour inbox. Yes. This video that you sent today, I've seen a couple times that's gone pretty much viral today. Oh, the Of this giant lizard, which I guess is... A dragon of some sort? Yes, it's the second largest behind a Komodo dragon. Grows to a feet of the largest of, uh, of, of six feet. This is a good five and a half foot. This is a video of a giant lizard that has climbed into a convenience store somewhere and is just like climbing the shelves and <laughs> climbs up to the top like a cat would and it just sits up there at the top. Knocking over shit of all the way up, could care less. This, is, uh, this happened in... Bangkok, Thailand. And it was someone's pet. So you can imagine that this monster had a leash on it. It was being walked down the street, and it somehow got off its leash. Right. You'll see images of these these in Komodo dragons on leashes. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, so this happened in the 7-Eleven. And I can tell you that I haven't been to Thailand, but I have been to Taiwan. And 7-Elevens are the most viral shop there. They There's one on every corner. Uh, a lot of them serve food. And a yeah. lot of people go there to eat the hot food, and it's just like in big tin, big tin 
rotating heating kinds of what I used to say in the old days as an old style popcorn machine. I mean, there's, there's some of that, point. but a lot of it is you can scoop out some food and then you like weigh it or whatever and you pay for whatever oh, that yeah? is. And then a lot of people are there in the place eating, eating their food. It's a standing up eating. No, there's like a bar around the outside. Sometimes you see it in like a coffee shop somewhere where there's uh, sort of a, a bar right. with stools up against the, the window. And right. Maybe that's a, even called a coffee bar. Well, exactly. I don't know. That storm okay. is gone, though. It hit hard and it went moved home. down. Yes. So item oh, number two in, in our inbox is something Dennis brought up. And I remember when I, when as a child, I had a Guinness Book of World Records, and you would go through and look <laughs> at, at the different things. And right. I distinctly remember that one of the craziest entries was always yeah. the person with the longest fingernails. Yes. And anyone that's has also done that when I just said that immediately you've, you have conjured up this image of these spirally gnarly things I remember some it was some like old bearded guy that like could, that was like standing up on a second story or something and his fingernails were like uh, spiraling down and just what how that must at some point you just decide I'm going to do this and I guess when they get to be like a foot long I maybe you rethink Wait, is this really me? Am I going to do this? And you're, going to then, decide, you're going to decide and redecide whether you're going to do that or not at least once a week. Well, and how do you... As they get longer and longer, you're going to have to... Someone has to feed you. You can't take well, up to your at mouth. At some point, not when they With get the foot-long fingernails? I think it starts... If you open your palms up like this uh -huh. and your fingernails are a foot or a two-foot long, you can still handle stuff like this. But what we, what I sent you, of course was the world record after 30 years right. with fingernails that were so long when she was sitting at a normal table with a tablecloth that went to the floor, her fingernails from her hands dropped off the side of the table and ended up curling up on the floor. Right, exactly. After 30 years. But In that case, she rendered herself uh, a paraplegic. Yes. How do you sleep? How do you shower? How do you, can you wear clothes with sleeves? Here's this particular thing. photo, she has... When you do that, every, everything in your life is about your fingernails. It becomes your only identity. Your You're the only thing that you are about. You can't yes. have a job. You can't... Like, this is hey, just you, what I do know. You could have a job. You could you be a telemarketer. A job. Yeah. 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 But in this photo... Or you could get a job. You could get a job showing people your fucking fingernails. Exactly. Exhibitionist right. uh, sort of a pay me... Nobody ever paid attention to me until I grew my fingernails three feet long. But well, Man, the funniest oh, thing, wants the, the funniest thing in this photo, in this article that will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash one zero five. She has not only does she have 30 fucking bracelets on and good luck putting on your bracelets when your nails are 19 feet long. She doesn't take them off. Maybe she has to take them off in, in, in 30 years. Maybe. But she well, also has. If, she, if you're somebody who grows your fingernails for 30 years, you also could have the characteristic of not taking a bracelet. It wouldn't be a stretch. Okay, true. Fine. But she, so also, she has a, she has at least one or two rings on. And you get your ring on. <laughs> They'll never, they never come on. No, Unless, so, as long as you start you make it, a game of it. If, yeah. yeah. Hey, you, go over there 19 feet away. They let their grandchildren do it. A, they let their grandchildren start, do it. Come on. Start the ring on my fingernail. Run all the way around. Careful you don't break my fingernail. And also, she appears to have a manicure, which she says take it took her more than two bottles of nail polish I, I don't believe that it must be more and 20 hours to do her manicure so here's a question for you at some point 
the one of the one of the best uses of your fingernails, the most important uses of your fingernail, no longer becomes possible. And in an ironic sense, you've given up at the ex- you've grown your fingernails so long at the expense of one of their major utilities. Scratching what is that itch. utility? What? Scratching an itch, picking your yes. nose. No, easy now. Don't gross out our listeners. No, but um, don't uh, pick your nose on the air. Oh my God! She wipe that off. Not on the mic. Oh, you're so gross. People knew. She. So. She can't. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you're I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how I didn't this life know is this like. This is going to be so traumatic for you. If I would, I don't know. We might have to call in somebody because we needed a. So you know. she's wearing a dress and. Unless it's a special, like I mean, this, unless like she has all sort of isn't snap-on she, clothes, it's isn't she with an aide? I mean, she, she is. She's sitting at she's a. She's so rich. At, she's rich. I would hope so. She but for she sure. Has servants. She doesn't. She doesn't have a job for damn sure. But so does she walk around? Does she have to have a? Does she attach little tiny, ten little tiny matchbox wheels to each fingernail? So when she's walking up the street, she can let them just roll along on the ground. Or does she tie them together and somehow braid them behind her back? Either like a backpack, uh, sort of a support system. Or does she put them behind her back and then flop them over her shoulder? And then when they're over her shoulder, the tips of her fingernails are so long that she could tie them together and basically hold the whole shit and boodle up by her neck. Yeah. And they'd say, wow, that's a cool coat. And they say, it's not a coat. Those are my fingernails. I say, your fingernails? That's really gross. They say, yeah, look in the back. Then they go around and they look in the back and they're like, wow. How long did it take you to paint these all red? And she said 20 hours. I have so many questions about, like, so she's wearing a bra, and for that... She has a servant. you got to put one arm through, starting from 19 feet away. Not on those bras. Not on those bras. she got special clip. Special snap-on bra. Clip. Okay. They're not, a, they're not a harness. They're a clip. Next challenge. But this must, like, and... <laughs> Having just gone through a very similar thing where I grew out my beard, and it was yes, I was going to ask unwieldy. And, I was going to ask you that, and, and what was how the, it totally changed at, my identity. I, I became that, a bearded guy. At some point, you you throughout that time, you were psyched about this. From time to time, you would look at your beard and you'd say, "Oh wow, it looks better." I look, and uh, and so you had these entropins. Oh, that's what they're called. Endorphins. The yes, making you feel good about it, and that's what's going on with fingernail lady. I recently looked back at some of those photos, and it was like, whoa, I can't believe my beard was that long. But, so, I don't know. It just seems so... You need to have a whole entourage helping you there. Anyway, the whole story is that she broke the Guinness Book of World Record. She cut him. And she cut him off. And that feeling of being able to walk around and scratch your own fucking chest when it itches just must be... Yeah, and you Crazy. know one other reason why she did it? What's the reason why? That her toenails were getting so long, they needed her attention. It says, until now, Williams was unable to do some activities, such as washing the dishes and putting sheets on the on a bed. She said her new goal is to encourage the next history-making nail enthusiast to go for a Guinness World Record title. <sighs> what is her, What is the record, in fact? How long are they? The record for That's the longest fingernails ever on a pair of female hands still belongs to Lee Redmond. So what? this was her... She only won the world record for the longest nails that had that had nail polish. Yeah. Weak. What are the length of each of those records or one of them for point of comparison? So she got to 19 feet. 
19 uh, feet. That's what I'm saying. 19 feet? I'm, that's what I'm saying. How do you get your I know they were all curling up because I sent you the picture. I didn't realize that it was that long. Oh, my Hold God. on. Before getting them cut over the weekend, she got one final measurement of 24 feet. Wow. So then she takes them when they're cut. She rolls them into a coil. She puts them into a glass temperature-controlled holding instrument. And how much is it worth? How much is it worth? I would not pay. Soaked in some type of eternal brine so it wouldn't dry out. Right. I would not pay a dollar for that. Throw a few throw a few dead squirrels and shit in there. Oh, now we're... With the fingernails. Now you're greasing the deal. <laughs> now I'm talking. <laughs> now, so now dead, I'm talking. dead squirrel brine. Now you're talking. Man. Let's bring up the mystery <laughs> of, the, of the dead chipmunk. And what, oh, uh, poor little Eric. It says... The record for the longest fingernails ever on a pair of female hands still belongs to Lee Redmond, who started growing them in 1979. They reached a length of 28 feet. But tragically, she was in an automobile accident in 2019, and she broke a nail. So What? She didn't get hurt. I think she just, her fingernails got broken in a car crash. Sadly. She's a car crash. Tragically. Immediately that she died, right, tragically. 28. Oh, I told you about the Gibson plant turning into a rock and roll place, and I. Oh, we did talk about God, it. God, I just saw the image of this woman. Jesus. That'll be in a link in the bottom of the link that's in the show notes. Right. Oof, Jesus. What else did I send you? There Let's was see. You I also sent, sent me. Of the, I sent you pictures of the, uh, the dog blossoming woods. dogwoods, which are well, amazing. I sent you that interesting video of using the, oh. the golf ball tracking software to track right. the divots of golfers it for non-golfers it was long I must say but it was fascinating for the first half the, of it. the, the divot is when a pro golfer hits a ball they hit the ball and then the ground and they normally cut out a little slice of the grass which also goes flying in the direction of the ball and and that's with all clubs of all lengths five iron six iron uh, irons yeah four four iron will take a divot sure true yes is that true of course yes if you're a good enough golfer yes and one funny fact is the word for that divot that you take out in Spanish is uh, chuleta, which is the same word for pork chop. <laughs> which That's I love. funny. It's like a little. And some of them look exactly like that, don't indeed. they? Indeed, indeed. They do. The first, actually, the first one is one of the more amazing ones. Yeah, um, the ones where they split into a whole bunch of different pieces. That's not that. That's but clever. Although that they can the patterns that, are so beautiful, in the comparison of the trajectory of the ball and them, them are in harmony, and it's really pretty amazing to see it. I don't know that you need to see it for a full three minutes, but it's pretty cool. They, they had. And some so Rory McIlroy went to go see uh, Tiger. And uh, said he was in good spirits and that he looked uh, what he described as surprisingly well, given the, the circumstances. And the cause of his accident is now reported. Released. He was yep. doing an excess of 87 in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. And they conjectured that he stepped on the gas instead of the brake right. because he was at 99% of the gas pedal. So and, and the brake, the and the brake was ever, never initiated. In the, the only time you ever use a foot on a pedal in a car and crunch down hard is when you're either drag racing or you're trying to stop suddenly. And he wasn't trying to drag race. He hit the wrong damn pedal. He was probably in automatic drive, automatic speed control, which the way you uh, no, get I don't think out so. of it, I think he was. I don't think you were at going, 87 on no, 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 cruise control. No, you missed the point. He hit the 87 when he tried to put the brake on. 
instead hit the gas pedal. So we don't know from the report at what point did he go from 77, for example, to 87. But in the road that preceded the turn, doing 77 wasn't perhaps such a, a big stretch. That's why he had it on auto. Huh. And when he went around the corner, I, I am conjecturing, when he ran around the corner and said, oh, shit, I'm going too fast, he went to hit uh, the brake pedal to be able to t- not only cut it out of automatic speed control, right. but to slow it down. He hit the gas instead, and he catapulted, which which I've hit the gas pedal instead of the brake pedal before, and it's caused me, I've, I've done it at least a couple times in my life, and it's fucking frightening. Yeah. Because whatever it is you're trying to get to the brake pedal about, you just made it worse, obviously. Yes. Good. But Rory said they're looking forward to seeing him as early as 22 on Mas- at the Masters in 2022. That's what so he said. In exactly a year then, more or less. The Masters in 20- will be in April, so that's a little a less year. than a year. Isn't it? Okay. Hmm. Whatever. Is the Masters on time this year? It's this week. It is. Yeah. I know. I watched it today. What month is it? I thought it was October. Oh, they just played. They just had the. They just had last year's Masters, and now they got this year's coming up right now. Yep, playing yep. right now. So it was interesting to see the Amen Corner today, and to watch all the golfers in the most recent lineup of golfers that are doing well: DeChambeau and Justin Thomas and Kopka, Kepka and Jordan Spieth, of course, who's who did win a major finally after three years. He won a major in Texas, not a major. I'm sorry, but a, a he won That's a trophy. And and then watching uh, Justin, or let's see, what's his name? Anyway, it was interesting to see it all. Do you see where my boy Rami, Johnny Rami, yes. is a daddy now? Yes. Oh, yeah, when there was all the discussion that he said, what, if my kid starts to come, I'm leaving the Masters. That's what he said. That made news. And, of course, as luck would have it, the, the child came early. Or not early, but yeah. I don't know if it was early or not, but it came yeah. out. It's The child is with us. They So he's, uh, what was they, he they, today? He was they, even. Nobody ever did better than minus four. And when I turned it off, the leader was minus three. It was Morikawa. And there were only 11 people under par. And there were a bunch, about another 10 that were even. So it wasn't over yet for that day. But anybody who's uh, plus two or under is feeling pretty good about wh- where they're headed in day two. Right. So it played a little, a little difficult today. And there was some wind, which accounted for it. And uh, Amen Corner saw a lot of shots that actually ended up in the sand along. Nothing in the water that I saw. Uh, what was that, number 12, I think? So, R3. Uh, John chose a Basque name for his son, which is interesting, because he's from the Basque country in Spain. Uh, what is it? And they, he specifically, in the same way that I did with my kids, I wanted a name that English speakers could pronounce. And some of the Basque names are just a mess of weird syllables and bizarreness. But he named his son... Kepa. K-E-P-A. It's apparently Basque for Peter or Pedro. And so that's interesting. You know, I've never met a Kepa, but it, but right. it, it's certainly pronounceable. If you see the did letters they, uh, K-E-P-A, they, you're going to say Kepa. Did they announce it right away or for a while? Was it a secret? I I don't know. No, pretty quickly. Was, was Kepa a secret? A secret was not Kepa, no. Can you Kepa a secret? I cannot keep a secret. Have you ever given someone a secret that they could not keep up? <laughs> All the time. That's a bummer when that happens. People you learn who those people are. and Too late, as it turns out. Too late, indeed. I'm very much aware when someone is telling me, 
hey, did you hear uh, about John and this? And then uh, I'm already like, okay, I'm putting you in the column of people never to tell anyone anything unless, however, those people can be useful if there's a thing that you want everyone to know, but you don't want to go and tell them. You can just tell the one person and then they will broadcast it like a sprinkler. Right. That can be... <laughs> Like a super spreader. So speaking of sprinklers, this thought just came to me in our rambling, rolling happy hour. The other day I'm walking by, and I see in the evening the sign that I see every day during the morning when it doesn't have any effect. And the sign says, Dear Sprinkler On. And in the daytime, that doesn't matter. But in the nighttime, the night vision sprinkler system notes a moving entity in its midst, in its range, and the sprinkler turns on, and in this case, of course, scares the deer across the street so it won't eat any of the bushes or the flowers. The deer begins in its midst and ends up in its mist. Yes, and I found myself learning what one might call the hard way, that this was quite effective as I walked in front of it. Were you wandering around ice cold water nights? that hit me on the back of my head, rolled down the back of my t-shirt, and I must confess, wrote a crack in my ass, which made me very cold for just a moment. And then I moved on. But what an invention. It's chilly. So you've got an electric hookup and you've got a hose hookup, but it's mounted in the lawn. It's specifically to spray... It's a motion sensor. Deer. It's a motion sensor activated water system. Right. <laughs> water sprinkler. Motion Very nice. And, and whatever gets oh. it's like, oh, fuck, I, I don't want to get wet. Let's get out of here, man. Let's go. Let's bolt. Unless unless it's one of those videos on, on the internet of, of dogs that really like to be in the, with a sprinkler with the holder. Oh, yeah. No, this deer, I don't think deer like sprinklers. I, no. I don't think any of them do. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you could find one. There's probably if some... you did, take it home. You'd have to train it. It would still be in your That's lawn playing with do. your sprinkler. We could make money off this. We could say, uh, advertise it as foil your neighbors with their stupid motion-activated deer sensor sprinkler systems. Right. And buy our deer that loves sprinklers make what 50 bucks for a little fawn that we've trained to like water we'd make a million bucks who doesn't want to piss off who doesn't want to react to this what did you do you're putting up a sprinkler system to scare away the deer well i'll show you who's smarter why don't we you why don't we get one of those boston dynamics robots to to yeah. walk over there collect the water we take it, it, it takes a bucket and it collects your neighbor's water that comes out of the sprinkler that is yeah. supposed to scare yeah. the deer and brings yeah. it back to you for use on your and then you know, waters your plants and stuff well that's not a bad idea how about Goes this? And, we make the robot not only use an umbrella to block the water from getting him wet right but also blocks the water from getting wet what he's carrying in a bucket which is some organic uh, human matter, and it's on top of a, 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 a large piece of paper, which he sets down on the porch and then lights it on fire. So huh. then it goes away. Now we know the sprinkler isn't attacking the door, so the umbrella comes back out and the robot gets away. The owner says, Oh, how? There was another deer. Oh, look, honey, another deer. We got away, scared away another one. <laughs> Oh, man, this thing is so worth it. We scared away another deer. And then they look out the door, and they see what is flame, and they stomp it out. Original. We could, right, yeah. We sell, and nobody's ever done this. We sell the robot, the umbrella as an accessory, an add-on, the refuse, the paper, the match. Well, the robot's got a, the robot has a built-in lighter in his hand, in his arm. I mean, the I think, his arm is a lighter. I think all the robots anyway, have that these days. Well, all the ones we build do. That's what we're known for. Come on, man. Pitch. Do we also supply the human waste, user. or is that a... You do that. Ah, uh, well. That. You do that in Spain. 
That's the one thing I'm good You're at. Not in Spain. People probably shit in the streets over there. <laughs> that's the. That's my strong suit. Whenever, hey, so we're coming to Europe. We're whenever interviewers Europe. ask me, what are your strengths? I say, I can produce waste like you've never seen. <laughs> I produce more weight per pound than most Americans. Certainly more than most Spaniards. Weight per pound. Weight, you know, per person poundage. Uh. There's a ratio. You could create like a rating scale, a percentage scale. Who's more effective? Who's more, more ponderous in their waste production? Kilograms I mean, for sure. Per, kilograms per body weight or body mass. It, like every single toilet could, on every single interaction, calculate the yes. the grams that you output versus the grams that you... Or pounds. Or, or pounds. I mean, for, for, the, for the pros, we measured... My brother Joe would say, I just shit a ham. Right. You're looking at a 12-pound freaking log. Everyone... With get, a bone down the middle of it. <laughs> everyone oh, stands dear. up from the toilet weighing less than when they sat down. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Right. Unless, of course, you missed and you're, it's all sitting in your uh, undergarments. Well, true. In that case, you need some toilet training, so to speak. Hey, hey, that's another way we could make money. Start a school. Do it over the Internet. Videos, toilet training videos. Webcam. We need more webcams ah, on the toilets. We could use, if you would agree to become toilet trained, we could use you as the example, for, as the student. If I know it's a big lift for you, did you see? And I know what you'll say. Uh, it all depends. A couple years ago, they some scientific paper came out with this thing that was uh, exactly for this, for analyzing output, we'll say. And they had this camera that could, as reliably as an iPhone can measure someone's fingerprint or face with Face ID, they could reliably detect who you were based on your asshole. It was this anus ID technology. <laughs> and, of course, everyone shared it around the Internet. It went, it went viral. But apparently, oh God. every anus is a unique snowflake. Yours is not like mine. Wow. And so That's so Aquarian, man. That's aqua so Aquarian. Aquarian? Yeah. Oh, my snowflake. Is not like any other snowflake. What are you drinking? I see you throwing down a little uh, wiki, is it? It's a little shot of wiki. Talking it, tossing it back. Well, it was I'm back to my. Much. I'm back to my point classic amber lager. That I comes out of uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Let me let me look here. Sorry to slow things down a minute, but anyway, if they were any slower, they'd be going backwards. More howdy. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Close enough to Michigan. Point Class Point Brewery, Stevens Point Brewery, Classic Amber Lager. It's great. But does it have 160? It's the only canned beer that I've liked since forever. Yeah, since I was in that. grade school. Oh, what a nice little uh, contain, a uh, nice little bottle you have there. Yeah, baby. Oh my God! Wow, <laughs> that little glass stopper in there. You right. look rather aristocratic. That glass stopper. Oh, show that glass stopper away. Is that a, a the bottle you buy it in, or is that the no. bottle that you pour it into to serve it? There you go. It's a. It's not a decanter exactly. It's a. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a decanter actually. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you would say it wouldn't it be a decanter. I think it's exactly what it is. Well, but you can uh, Google that word and see whether it's true. I believe I would. Some bet decan, you. some I'll decant. It's a. I bought that at the Glenlivet Brewery uh, <sighs> Distillery. Did you in the Scottish Highlands? Oh my God. I want and one. Send me one of those. I, don't have, I only have the one. 
Oh, I'd have to go back there. I like it. But it's fantastic. I love it, and it's one of my possessions I would be sad to, to lose. Oh, we, well, all, we, we lose them all eventually. Never mind. Never mind. You can keep it. <laughs> we all lose everything eventually. Oh, dear. I'll have to... Don't, be, we, hey, don't feel morose. If people go don't. to patreon.com slash happy hour, eventually we can afford to buy Dennis right. a little glass stoppered decanter. A decanter. Yes. A little decanter. 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 It's a decanter. You're so behind on your homework. We'll have to get you back on the Pope. But so what were your impressions of the first part of the... I should probably wait until the episode is over, but what was your impression and what you saw of uh, a bear town? Okay, so those first 30 seconds, holy shit, what a great way to start a TV series. It was more than that, but yes. Yeah, it, it, was, probably two, it was probably two minutes, but right, it was... Two, even three. It was gripping a two people scurrying as fast as they can, clearly one trying to catch the other. Uh, Chaser and a chased. A roadrunner and a coyote. Thigh-high snow. Running through thigh-high snow. I would not have come up with that description, thigh-high, but yes. And and then the person chasing pulls out a rifle and tries to shoot the, the person that they're chasing and misses. And again, they're running and they're running up and down hills. Check that. When did the... You're, telling, you're saying to our listening audience that the shotgun that she had was nope. fired? You... By saying she, you've given us some information. Yes. Well, it's there a post-episode review for whatever. There's, yeah. It's not a spoiler. That's in the that's in the trailer. There was a... The chaser definitely fired a couple shots that missed. Huh. And and then at the end, it appeared, because they immediately cut away, fired a shot sort of point blank. Well, you heard the shot. Up. You didn't see the results of the exactly. shot. Exactly. Exactly. But the... And so I don't remember the initial shots, but if... Pretty the sure question would be for you, because I have an opinion about this, but is those first shots were not intended to hit him. They were intended... As to, a warning? Not as a bow, warning, so no. To speak. As, a, as an offensive maneuver. Ah. I have a gun. I'm going to fire it. I'm going to do it at you. You better start running. Okay. There wasn't, it was, it, it, that as opposed to... It was, there was an intention of, of a killing, and it was missed. Okay. Which do you think it was? Maybe it's too when early I, for you when I first it. saw it, it appeared that it was an attempted kill that missed because they were all out of breath and quickly pulled up the gun and the other person was running and I think it'd be pretty easy to miss in that scenario. Right. But then later in the episode, there are the two teenage girls that are practicing using their father's rifle, which is probably the one that we saw in the intro. Oh, it's, I'm but, just to the point. I'm just to the point where they are they're going off to play some away game. Oh, yeah. And right. so I don't know if they win or lose that game or what happens. Well, but the good thing about this series is it's only five episodes, which is, I think, a European characteristic. You don't see that in American series. Or you watch these 12. With, with subtitles? Yes, of course. In So they were speaking in... When they spoke... Well, the when you're doing, when you're doing a caption, if they are speaking a foreign language, the caption is silent. And the only time they overlap is when they would speak English in the Swedish film, and only then do the captions show it. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But, but this interesting is interesting science. But the, the, your, when you watched it, the audio was in Swedish or whatever, wherever they are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't see, dubbed. See, I am only able to get it in dubbed version. English? In, dubbed with English. Why would you need to? I'm Don't only you able understand to. Spanish well enough to follow it? It's in Swedish. Or Swedish, well, but right. I can't get it dubbed in Spanish. I can only get it dubbed in English with English or Spanish subtitles. 
which is right. well, that's got to be a that's got to be a as much as subtitles are a distraction that's a distraction as well of course but uh, yeah but i would rather read it than than watch lips move in the wrong way <laughs> yeah what you know is is voices that don't match right and yeah that's too bad that's too uh, bad that's a real negative that's to me all i can get with hbo espanol so i'm almost, i'm in season 5 of, of boardwalk empire and the conclusion is an episode that's dedicated to the actors talking about the series and their favorite scenes, costumes, and parts of the story. And I am so anxiously waiting to get to that point. I've got three episodes left and then the series over, but it's interesting and, and much, much better for, as in this case, a series knowing in our fifth and final series, this is what we were trying to do, as opposed to Ray Donovan, for example, that was taken by surprise that they were ended. Right, and they had they didn't know it was their last series, and if they known, they would have done one. Would assume some wrapping up, some conclusion of some storylines. Yeah, that's uh, rude to tell a series after season three has been filmed and released. Oh yeah, and there's no season four, and but yeah, to tell, not, look, this is your last one. Tie up all your shit, get it yes. in a nice bow, because this is the end. I got to tell you though that I did not know that John Boynt was such a trumper. And I'm more than happy not to watch it again because I don't know it would it I liked his character because I liked him partly. They were intertwined, the liking of the actor and the acting. Yeah. But I really because of the things that he said, I don't like him anymore. And I just assume not watch him and have to deal with the question of do I still like his acting? It doesn't matter. I'll never I won't know it. He, he, He's dead to you. Huh? He's dead to you. He's dead to like, me. That's, like Fredo. And the Italian stuff that's going on in the Boardwalk Empire, because it's a series that centers on a period in time, which is very historic, and the actual development of Atlantic City is a major town on the coast of New Jersey that had to attract businesses and stores and, and, and roads and railroads and to make it active. And the story of the men that, that made it happen and all sorts of family stuff. And it's an amazing set of, of characters over a long history of the development of Atlantic City. So the characters who are in real life part of that history are in the series. So you meet Al Capone, is, who's a major part of this in his younger days, in, in his early, when he was in his 20s, in the building of his career in, in Chicago, and also a lot of other historic gangster figures that died the deaths that are shown in the series. And they tried to keep it to some historical relevance. But the, in season four, you meet Joe Kennedy, who's in the liquor business and, and specializing in bringing scotch in the United States and getting a piece of every bottle of scotch that comes into the U.S. and how his character interacts with gangsters who are doing something that, unlike him, are illegal. What he's doing is he's fixing the market and he's staying just one step away from legality. But he talks about his kids. And part of the one of the major messages of that episode to the main character was you need to have a lot of kids because there's protection in numbers. And you want your legacy to spread. Those all of your kids can go somewhere and within a generation you can make a difference in the way that everything happens for your own personal financial benefit. It was and, and so you'll like that part of that when you finally get to it. But it's nice that it's a good strong five seasons, twelve episodes per season, and the that writing is superb, the characters progress. Sometimes years between episodes. They're very realistic. Are these hour-long episodes? Pardon? One hour. Are these hour-long episodes? Yes. So that's 60 hours. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Huh. I'm yeah, down well. to uh, three hours left before the before the interviews. I cannot wait to see Steve Buscemi interviewed. And so this is what they did in this last episode, which perhaps is, is not, not as interesting as it might otherwise be, is the, the actor that they picked to play Buscemi when he was in his 20s. And how remarkable... 
the actor they picked they found some looks guy. like you would think, look like him, and he affected his language patterns, and you heard the language patterns before you saw the face. So it was right. already that established helps. that you knew who it was based on the way he was talking and his silhouette, not his actual face. It was remarkable the way that they introduced this character and probably one of the more sensitive, time-driven kind of things to worry about as you're trying to do this. They pulled it off in a way that I was... I've never seen it done as well. And I've seen a lot of movies, right? I remember when I watched the, the Star Wars movie called Solo, that is like the prequel to the Han yeah. Solo story, and how... Uh, and we know what Harrison Ford looked like as a young guy, but they really did a great job of nailing that character as a young person right. in a way that was... His, his, the way that he carried himself and his attitude and his language. They, they cast for Lando, they cast the Glover kid who goes by Childish Danny. Gambino, Danny Glover. He was perfect in that role as well. And apparently, I didn't know who she was at the, at the time, but I don't know if you've seen the movie Solo. He, no. Uh, I meant to. Every one of these new Star Wars movies has a funny droid. Like, that's their comic relief is some clever droid. And I didn't realize this at the time that I saw it, but the droid was played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I had no idea who Phoebe Waller-Bridge was. Nor do I. Is this on HBO? No. She created this show called Fleabag. That, oh, yeah, yeah. I read about it. If you read about it. I read it about it. It is so fucking good. I think it might be on Amazon Prime Video, I think was where it might be. But I watched, and there are only two seasons, and there only will ever be two seasons. And she won three or four... Emmys. Yeah. Uh, and she hosted Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And she's just fucking great. And, and, and I couldn't understand it because I hadn't seen any of it. Right. I liked what I saw in Saturday Night Live, but I didn't, it didn't have any context. But she's also, you have HBO. You have, have you seen Killing Eve? No. That's a, I think that's on HBO. It's that's um, her? No, it's her show. She wrote it. It's a spy versus spy, two, oh. two female spies that are like dancing around each other. Let's make a note. That's yes. homework. You write that down. Killing Eve. Killing Eve. And Fleabag, if you can find it. Adam. Yes, exactly. And but anyway, that was a thing. I, I was recently on YouTube letting YouTube direct me to things that interest me. And I got to watching some interviews with her. And she's just an amazing human. <laughs> and her career, I'm so bullish on her career. She's going to do amazing things in the future. She already has. But anyway. Uh, What's her name? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's an awkward name. Ah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Waller Dash Bridge. Phoebe. That's a great name. Yes, it is. There are not enough Phoebes. Wall so, or bridge? Do you want to create a path or do you want to stop things from moving? The question is wall or bridge? Exactly, right? Now you remember. Phoebe, you have to answer me. Phoebe, wall or bridge? What are we paying this fee for? The fee be for the wall or the bridge? <laughs> Either way, pay toll to the troll. <laughs> So that's the second question. What would the fee be? Wall? Or bridge. Or bridge. Nailed it. Very good. Can we get her on the show? Come on. Yes. You need to open up. Let's get her on the show. Yes. Tell her how to get in touch with her. She's listening. I'm sure she is. Phoebe, Uh, where are your flea bags? Where are your next flea bags? Come to our homes. I wanted to... Do you have uh, Apple TV Plus access to the shows on Apple... No? no. There's a quick movie I wanted to describe that I saw that is called Palmer. 
and it's about this guy that he's early 30s who gets out of prison for ever been in being in prison for uh, I don't know five or six years and he's in just this trailer park southern sort of area and he gets out and his grandmother is like the across the trailer park from where his grandmother lives there's this there's this kid and her alcoholic mother anyway it's the the protagonist is played by one Justin Timberlake oh and he's from I've Tennessee seen him in a couple of in a couple of these negative roles he's actually pretty good he's he's from Tennessee and this is this is a dark role and it's basically about how he becomes friends with this kid that lives across the way in in the trailer park. But this kid is super special because it's a boy that likes to dress up like a girl and do princessy things. And you can imagine the stress in such a red state sort of area. It's called Palmer. Palmer. I kind of remember it. And does he ever break out in the hey there, hi there, ho there? Justin Timberlake? There's no singing. Musketeer days? No. No. But it's a solemn movie, but it's very subtly progressive in a way that I think a red state person might enjoy the movie but also there are all of these hidden cues where most of the authority figures are black and the weaker characters are white and there's this all of this pro trans thread throughout the whole thing that is pretty interesting and I really enjoyed it I turned it on to to watch while I was finding a better thing to watch and I ended up really enjoying it. So, I recommend that to all of our listeners. So, what was... What did you say earlier? I see a bad moon rising. Yeah, baby. I see the trouble on the way. Looks like we're in for nasty weather. Hmm, let's see. Should I come around tonight? What? Should I come around tonight? Don't go around tonight. You're bound to keep it right. Get in a fight. I see a bad moon on the rise. I think that's it. You ended our last episode on quite the interesting note. Did you edit that episode yet? I did, and I left it just like that. It was was unexpected and refreshing. (laughs) There, There might have been more I had to say, but... Okay, that's it for episode number 105. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 105, where you can find the pictures of the crazy gross fingernails and all the other things that we talked about. You can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash happyhour and buy us both around. We would really love that. And until next time, we'll see you next week.